Would you say that your mom's really good at making new friends? Yeah, like a lot. Really, really good. Yeah, she's a friendly lady. She talks a lot. That is also <laughs> true. <laughs> like every day is curiosity. If I'm not curious anymore, I don't belong in this industry. Whoa, that's a great, yeah. We're yeah. going to clip that sound bite. That's going to be the promo for this episode. <laughs> but- this is Bare Knuckles and Brass Tacks, the cybersecurity podcast that tackles the vendor customer relationship and everything in between. Today is World's Children's Day. George K. and George A. are talking to the next generation about technology, security, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Um, All right. What do you think of when you hear the word cybersecurity? I think of cyber engineers and people who protect other people from the bad hackers. Nice. That's as good a definition as any. She should definitely be writing job descriptions. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They'd be better than the ones that are on LinkedIn. Okay. So if you could tell us, what does your mom do in cyber? She sells things to people to help them not get hacked from the black hat hackers. Your mom solves problems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got him black hat hacker there. Where did you learn the term black hat hacker? I got it from this book. My mom got me. I don't really know. All right. Cool. Um, I also have a a third interviewer here to ask you a question. (laughs) What is your favorite thing about cybersecurity? I think I like like just just like I like just to watch cyber engineers. I don't know. That's all right. Um, I I hear that you went to a cybersecurity trade show with your mom. Yes. What did you do there? Well, I watched. That my mom and her work friends set up uh, their little trade show thingy. And I went in to this room. Where were they? A lot of people just grab stuff off of other people's tables. (laughs) I think that's what's called the trade, trade show. Would you say that your mom's really good at making new friends? Yeah, like a lot. Really, really good. Yeah, she's a friendly lady. She talks a lot. That is also (laughs) true. (laughs) Um, I think I also heard that you talked to some people who work with your mom. I think they might have been on the threat hunting team. Do you remember that? I don't know of the threat hunting team, but I do know that I did talk to a boatload of my mom's friends in... Her job. Mm-hmm. Did they talk about what they do in their job? No, not really. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Did at least seem like they would be fun to hang out with all day? Yeah. It's good. I mean, that's really all you want in a coworker. I mean, I think a lot of people don't even have that in a coworker. So 
do you think that you might be interested in doing something with cyber? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I I also think that you have met a very famous hacker who has certain colors in his beard sometimes. <laughs> I hear he likes to wear kilts. <clears throat> so uh I like it because like they use they use just they just use an example for like hats, like different colors and hats for hackers is just like fun. All right. Well, let's start with the logical place. Uh, how old are you? I am 11. Cool. And so let's start off with the basics. What is it that you like most about technology? How it can get my mind off of things and it can kind of just help me like feel relaxed oh cool tell me a little bit more about how it makes you feel relaxed or like what are the things you use to make yourself feel more relaxed um like video games and how like searching the internet for answers instead of finding them myself what do you think about when you hear the word cybersecurity? like what comes to mind when you hear that well, first off, my mom, because she's in cybersecurity. Yeah, it's like security against hackers and against uh, bad people that want your information online. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do anything? Do you have you developed any, I guess, rules for yourself about how to protect your information online since you're, you know, searching for things or playing video games? Are there things that you do to help yourself feel safe I use VPNs and I stay off of sketchy websites well that sounds like you definitely have learned a thing or two from your mom because I think you're the only 11 year old who knows what a VPN is <laughs> what excites you about the future of technology like are mm. there certain topics that you want to learn more about is there certain kinds of technology that gets you excited thinking about like what you could do with it or maybe if you want to work with it like what excites you about the future there's a lot of things we could make a lot of good things and a lot of bad things i'm hoping that we do not make a lot of bad things and i'm with you in that boat i hope that we can have things that are helpful and that robot apocalypse is don't happen if I had to press you a little bit on like what those good things might be, do you have, have you imagined what those might be already or you think about them? Mm, probably like, like things that like have you travel faster, like oh. when you need to travel really fast or if mm -hmm. you just want to get by the time. There could be like like helping robots that help you do your day your basic daily life. Yeah, I think those are very much a real possibility uh, within our lifetime, especially within yours. Um, great. Well, that is all I need for this part of the interview. Thank you for taking the time out of your Friday night. I know it's not the usual fare, but uh, I appreciate it all the same. Thank you. <laughs> 
We'll be back after a short break. Welcome to the show. Let's take this in turn. Tell us how old you are and then tell us what you like most about technology. Um, I'm 17 and what I like most about technology is how cool and I don't know how to put it, but how how many like how different it can be, how how there's just different varieties of things you could do with technology. Nice. And what about you? Uh, I'm 14. And what I like about technology is like how we can really traverse and talk, like talk to other people no matter where you are. Nice. All right. So that's what you like most. How about what are worries or fears that you may have about the technology you use today? Uh... Maybe how advanced it could be. Yeah, that's plenty scary when you think about it. Um, how people could like find your information real fast through like one single thing. George, over to you. Thanks, George. It's actually really fitting that you uh, brought up that point because you know I wanted to ask you, what do you think of when you hear the word cybersecurity? Um, I hear protecting your information and like protecting the stuff you own in your technology. Um, maybe like making sure that you're, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. Well, let me, let me, let me reframe it. Excuse me. So you yourself, you're going to own some devices. You got a cell phone, you got some applications, you got a computer, right? It's connected to an internet. That internet is connected to a big network. Do you think maybe, you know, there are certain things that you as an individual user, as an individual customer, have control over to help protect your cyber hygiene, right? To, to help secure your devices, to secure your house. There are things in your control. Do you have a password that's better than just password? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that that's the basic, that's the start. As long as you have a password, that's super simple. Um, with your personal information, are you careful about who you allow to have access to your personal information? Like you're not just doxing yourself out there, right? Yeah. You're already doing it. You're already doing cybersecurity. You just don't even know it. Yeah, because you're just trying to stay safe. That's it. Just staying safe, friend. We've talked about the technology today. We've talked about it, uh, how you use it today, what excites you today, what makes you afraid today. Do you have anything that excites you in particular about the future of technology? Like, certainly there's a lot of news about AI. There's a lot of news about other stuff. Is there anything AR, VR? What's the most exciting when you look into the future? Because you all are young. So let's imagine 10 years from now. Like, how are you thinking about the future of technology? I'll have an answer in a second. I got to like think about that. That's fair. It's a big question. I like that, though. Because, you know, when you're thinking about the answer, that's that's going to be good, man. Don't lose that. <laughs> be well thought. I think, like, it'll probably be games for me still. Like how people are making games and stuff. Yeah, it's going to be wild, those kind of games. We're talking like holograms. Mm-hmm. talking about AR. It's like in your house. Yeah. Neil, what about you? What has you excited about the future? Um, 
maybe maybe how AI is going to be more more advanced and how you could do more stuff with it. You mean like like beyond like having it write your essays for you though, right? You yeah. mean like actual cool things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Over to you, George. Okay, so I got to ask you guys, um, what's in the news that's on your mind when it comes to using technology safely, right? So you guys probably see it. You know, there's always like headlines about data breaches. There's always headlines about AI or, or catfishing or ransomware. You know, what are some of the headlines grabbing your attention? And, you know, if you can't really think of any of those, like, I guess, given kind of what age you guys are at, um, do you see kind of like things like cyberbullying being like a really big problem that's only getting worse now? Yeah, mm. I, it is more common now. Um, I see, I do see it a lot on social media. And then there's also a lot of, um, there, I, I hear a lot, of, a lot about how there's different apps trying to sell your information and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Data brokers are a thing. Yeah. yeah that's I, really most of what I see, like apps trying to sell your information and people getting their information taken, posted on the internet, or like stuff in their phone being taken and posted on the internet. Do you guys know anyone personally who has been breached either in like a video game or on social or they've been bullied on social? Oh, yeah. No. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. You guys are running around two different groups. Um, cool. So for your friend that was affected, was that in having their information taken off their phone, like you said, or in a cyberbullying context? Uh, it was having their stuff like taken. They got their account hacked in the game. Hmm. Did they get their the, like the game currency taken or did they get like their right, skins no, like, taken? They got the whole thing, like the whole account took. Oh, yeah. It's rough. So on, right. on the on the bullying thing, though, because I think I think there's something to that. Like, you know, you guys you guys are the ones in school right now. Like, like George is a George is a fine young man. I'm an old dude. I got gray <laughs> hair. My back hurts. I don't know these things. How would you guys, you know, recommend folks who might be uh, dealing with some cyberbullying? Kind of like, what's the best way that you guys think? Uh, it should be dealt with or, or how do you kind of defend yourself against that block the person or log on yeah, or report the person yeah report them oh yeah well that's the news for trust and safety teams as important as cyber is and tech like you got to maintain that balance right you have a real life there's outside there's playing there's walking there's nature you know I, I think if they, if you are stuck in too much of one thing or the other it might not be good right yeah. So my last question to y'all is, uh, can you tell me what your mom does? Mom does? What she told, <laughs> what she told me at least was she like works in cybersecurity and like tries to help, like help process the stuff that like keeps your stuff safe. What I've heard is she manages a group of people to make sure that everything in this in their system is good and going smoothly. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. It's a good description. So do you do either of you have any interest in working in cyber now that you see how what a high flyer your mom is? Sometimes. 
the level where it kind of puts me off. <laughs> I got a question then for you guys because it's kind of the big divide in cyber. Do you guys want the kind of kind of jobs in the future where you're in charge of a lot of people, or do you want the kind of jobs where you're building and managing technology? In charge of a lot of people. Ah. Future CISO. <laughs> <laughs> Same with him. I want to be in charge. Uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, learn, that's good. Learn. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I know it's you guys are off school today, so thank you for sitting with us and sharing your thoughts. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. We'll talk soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Tell us how old you are and what your relationship is with cybersecurity. Okay. Um, I am 23 years old and I am currently um, going to school for cybersecurity. So what's the spark that got you interested in pursuing cyber from your education standpoint? Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, growing up, I never really found anything that, um, you know, really interests me, nothing that I was, I was good at. And, um, a family member of mine, you know, she, she went into the, um, IT world pretty, pretty, uh, early on. And, mm. um, I was uh, interested, um, you know, after, after so long trying to figure, figure out what I want to do, um, I was able to take, um, <clears throat> I was able to, um, you know, kind of figure out and get interested and get, you know, networked into cybersecurity through her. That's great. All right. Over to you, George A. Given some of the challenges that women in the cyber industry often face, do you see the new generation of graduates entering the industry being more aware and educated on how to facilitate a gender-safe workspace? Like, is Gen Z going to be the era that we turn the corner on the old boys club? Yeah, I do definitely feel like in today's day and age, um, uh, you know, it's with social media and the way people are being raised and brought up, um, I do feel like, you know, women in the in the industry are learning to you know take control of what they want for their future um and i feel like you know go, going to school learning um you know really understanding the field um and you know that that's a that's a real good way to um you know if you know what you're talking about it's a good way to uh kind of do you well i'll ask this though with the male um students in your cohort who are going to be your industry colleagues do you find that they actually treat you with respect and they treat the other women with respect? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, in, uh, through my, my schooling, we do these things called discussion posts. Um, and I feel like there are more women who explain better, understand better, communicate better, you know, interact, you know, better than some of the male students in my, in my class. That's interesting. I also, I mean, I have a bone to pick with some university programs, but I do in the main think that the gender distribution greatly favors women in today's university setting. So my hope is that if you think just about numbers, the sort of injection of women into the workforce through university programs is going to help rebalance some of the 
gender disparity we've had um, coming through just sort of old IT pipelines, employment pipelines. But um, back to your education, uh, what's your favorite thing that you've learned so far in your program? Yeah, so my favorite thing that I've learned so far, um, like, for example, this week we're learning um, uh, programming fundamentals, programming, uh, uh, I'm sorry, programming fundamentals and like web development. Um, Mm -hmm. So I definitely, um, that's one of the main topics I've enjoyed so far in this class. Cool. Is there anything that you've sort of like, caught wind of but maybe you haven't gotten to in the formal studies but you're like ooh, i can't wait to learn about that right yeah no i definitely got uh got caught wind of um cloud security um Mm. and that's something that we haven't gone through um at least you know as in where i'm at in my education um so i did catch wind of it in one of my classes and i actually went you know, to Google and uh, researched it a little bit more, kind of figured out what it was. And that is definitely something I'm interested to learn more about in my in my class. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I dig that initiative. I mean, there's no shame in Googling. Like if you hear something, <laughs> that's what all of us do. You're like, what, so, what is that? I'm gonna I got to be real with you. Like pro tip from an actual CISO, like I'd say 70% of the questions I get asked at any given time during my day, uh, I don't know the answer to off the top of my head. The Google machine has like made my entire career. That's good enough. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of also impossible to expect somebody to hold all of the information that is current today, plus anticipate emerging threats, plus manage, you know, business risk. Fund. I mean, it's just a, a you'll, you'll see this though, but like, so the problem is we, we, it's not a problem. We're in an industry filled with brilliant neuroatypical people who when their like brain is computer engineer wired to such an extent, they have the information, but you can't really get them to human that well. Mm. So, Yeah, I've, uh, I've decided I'm going to stop calling them soft skills that I'm going to call them vital skills, right? This idea that you have to be able to take whatever you learn in your class and one day communicate it to people who have no idea what you're talking about, right? In a way that they understand. I'm saying it's like... Everyone loves the character Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. No one would ever want to work with Sheldon. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so I, I have to ask then, you know, based on your education and, and um, you know, you've got some family doing this thing for a living. Um, what kind of roles do you see yourself taking on in the industry? Like, do you see yourself going into the sales or the practitioner side or both? Hmm. Um, so... I I could definitely see myself going more towards sales um, just because that's my personality. The family, family member that I have in the industry, she's kind of trying to push me away from sales. She thinks I'd be happier more like with the cyber side. Um, mm. I know you mentioned um, uh, you said sales or. Um, oh, practitioner. 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 I don't know what that means. I'm going to be honest. So, (laughs) yeah, that's his side. So like I'm on the product side and, or the vendor side for sales, all intents and purposes. And he's on the buyer side or the practitioner side. Okay. So 
Yeah, I mean, learning something. Not that you, not that you asked for career advice on a podcast. <laughs> no, I, hey, I will take it no matter what, regardless. Honestly, <laughs> you just, just if you ever hang out with us enough, like for me, it's a problem because I was in the army before this, so I speak like acronym soup. So I just say things, assuming everyone else in the room knows what I'm talking about, and that's yeah, I got to work on that. That's a personal problem. I feel like I should know, but but uh, you know, if you've taken the time to study cyber and you've got that curiosity to like dig into cloud security. I mean, my advice would be to go into the practitioner side because developing that level of expertise will only make you a stronger salesperson or a sales engineer, right? That role where it's very technical, like you got to be able to talk to a technical person, but you're sort of like facilitating a sale that can get strengthened by being in the trenches it's very hard to go into the sales side. Those skills are not going to quite help you on the, you know, fight the baddies right. on the blue side, you know? So yeah. one of them translates better than the other. I've seen people switch back and forth, but they almost always have started on the, on the technical side and then they, they sort of go back and forth. And plus right. it's going to make you a better buyer and a bu- better seller. If you have experienced that side, like, I need X, Y, and Z, and you keep trying to sell me ABC, like that's a problem, right? And yeah, so people no, will understand that. Right. But yeah, cool. Is there any questions you have for us? I guess I haven't asked that of our guests yet. Uh, most of them have been super young, so I don't think they had any idea what to ask. But you are our last guest and closest to entering the workforce. So what right. questions might you have for us? Um, I guess... Um one of my biggest questions, um, which is a struggle that I feel like I'm facing in, in school right now is like, do you guys feel like being, you know, going, going to school for cybersecurity, if you went, you know, that direction in school, like, do you feel like you were taught everything that you need to know in the industry? And, you know, I I understand that not every career you're taught, you know, everything you're supposed to know, you know, in school and then you get put into the field. But like, do you feel like you got a pretty good general knowledge before you started your career in cyber? I'm going to let you answer that one first. So I, should we give her the, like the politically correct answer? Or do you want like the truth? No, the truth, <laughs> only the truth. <laughs> so I learned cyber, like drinking with my buddy who got me a job interview at a SOC, a security operations center, like three days before the interview. And we crash coursed me through networking fundamentals. And then I somehow got the job. And then I just been like every job. I'm just like, I'm going to learn this as I go. And uh, as things got interesting, I just was like, cool, I'm going to do this for the next three months or the next six months. And I just like took a curious attitude. Like every day is curiosity. If I'm not curious anymore, I don't belong in this industry. Oh, that's a great, yeah. We're yeah. going to clip that sound bite. That's gonna be the <laughs> promo for this episode. <laughs> but, yeah. So I would say, yes, curiosity. We have said on the show a thousand times, either side of the divide. If you don't have it, you don't belong because the everything's changing all the time. So I'll give you some perspectives I have learned over the years. Most people who came up from the old days of it where we were all sort of just like building it ourselves and kind of like learning from others. They'll say things like cyber education doesn't make sense. It can't be taught, blah, blah. That's sort of like a bias that they have. 
we don't live in that time. Like we're not like building our own server racks in a local environment. It's mostly cloud hosted. We have frameworks, we have tools that didn't exist 25 years ago. And so naturally I think like the entry into the field should keep pace. Now, no university program is ever going to be like a hundred percent because the people teaching it are sort of like a snapshot in a period of time, just as things change. But if it is the scaffolding on which, you know, it's the ladder that you use to just sort of climb with natural curiosity into other things. Yeah. You can go anywhere, but as George said, you have to stay curious. And if you just think like I have this degree, therefore I have a job that would be kind of misleading. Right. I think George has said to other people on the show, like you got to be hands-on you. There's a bunch of virtual programs where you can do capture the flags or CTFs. You can do, exercises and virtual machines but you just gotta like get your hands dirty all the time and just gotta like be in it so right, it sounds like you have that curiosity like don't right. be afraid to fail like if you no. fail just fail fast <laughs> and learn <laughs> that makes sense yeah yeah i have uh, friends who like post on linkedin publicly about like i totally bombed this exam but i definitely learned where i have to study harder next time and i i would i am more admiring of failing in public like that than just going out there on blast and being like, I know everything because nobody does. It's good to know. Good to know. Cool. Well, I want to thank you very much for the time, especially on a Friday evening uh, for sharing your cyber journey with us. Of course. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. All right. Well, best of luck and we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, share it with one friend or post it on social. It helps others find the show. New episodes drop every Monday. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to re-ask the question, and I'll give you a second to kind of think through what you want to say, and then we'll go, and I will try to not stutter and act like I can speak English functionally. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) So...